Next on BYU Sports Nation, fall camp over. UConn prep begins. We're two-on-one with Bronco Mendenhall. What are the three biggest revelations from Cougar Camp All Access? We'll tell you our top three. Plus, two-time Super Bowl champ Kirk Gavea joins us live and remembering the 1984 championship. Also, this guy's here. Logan Takeover. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Wednesday, August 20th, what is up? BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who dares to take on B-Lo. B-Lo. I think it's a B-Lo takeover. Today? <laughs> Today. Are we going to see the, the man? I'm trying, to, oh, I'm trying man. to suppress him down. I'm very worried right now. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> For the time being, it's Brian Logan. Wherever and however you're dialing, great to have you with us. Brian, do you realize what time of year it is? Man, it's, it's, it's football time. I'm excited. I am so I feel like I feel like I'm playing. Like I have butterflies in my in my stomach. I, I'm having like football dreams, you know, of like undefeated seasons. Is Championships. That a, is that a dream or is that going to be a reality? It's, it's gonna Brian? be a reality, man. Let me go ahead and put these goggles on right now, actually. Because <laughs> I, I keep saying it. You know, I, I see I see fans around the community are asking, how's the team good? I think we're gonna go undefeated. I, I think so. A very early goggles. blue goggle alert blue on goggles. BYU Sports Nation. Good grief. Hey, you know what? Let's just win game number one. And oh, by the way, East Hartford is right around the corner. Countdown to Connecticut. Nine days away. That was nice. That was nice. We are single digits. I was, I was a little bit nervous how that was going to turn out, but that was good. That was good, man. Nine days away from BYU and UConn. We discussed the countdown starting at 238 days yesterday with Bronco Mendenhall, he questioned our energy level. I believe his question was, did you peak too early? No, man, we got plenty in the tank. In fact, our energy level gets better as we get closer. We're good, Coach. We got Gatorades and oranges and bananas to keep our stamina going. We're good. You're not going to want to miss that two-on-one with Bronco Mendenhall. That's coming up in about a half an hour on BYU Sports Nation. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. Who is your BYU Fall Camp MVP? Beware the Fall Camp MVP. <laughs> First tweet today from at Foof's Chili Plate. Love it. The Utah media, because they have kept it entertaining with all of their made-up stories and fairy tales. True. <laughs> True. What, what stories are you referring to, Boost Chili Plate? I know, like, three stories. We want to know. Or maybe we don't want to know. But uh, excellent, well-cogitated tweet to get us going. BYU Sports Nation is simulcast. Oh, by the way, we make nothing up, right, Brian? Nope, no, no, zero. Let's we make zero put that things on the record. Up. Yeah, let's get that out there. We're in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. There is much to discuss. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Fall camp favorites. We have covered every possible angle through fall camp that we can think of. Broken it down analyzed it. We even brought in Belo at one point. He might come back again today. We've spoken with experts. We've gone Cougar Camp all access with players and coaches. Well, today is the day that the cream floats to the top, Brian. Always. We pick out the headlines of headlines from BYU Football Fall Camp 2014. In fact, we put our brains together this morning 
including Brian's brain, and we came up with our top three stories. Number one, players that won't be there against UConn in week number one, and that starts with the suspensions of Jamal Williams and Devon Blackman. Yeah, yeah, big. I mean, you know, it, it is a, a big blow uh, in, in, a, in a sense of those are game changers for you. You got Devon that is taking – it seems like he's taking every other play to the house during fall camp, and obviously we know what Jamal can do. But uh, it, it's not too much of a concern just because it's UConn football. Never heard of, right? So no, so no worries there. But then you 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 got to look at you got to look at the the the, the other potential uh, suspensions that we don't know about. I mean, there's been rumors and and, and whatnot, speculation of uh, more than this than than just these guys. So you know, we'll, it'll be interesting to see if there's going to be more and and who they are, and that maybe play a different story, uh, be a different role. Uh, as far as you know, th- those are those are other game uh, changers for for BYU, and if there are critical spots where you know the second string or the third strings aren't there, then then it might be a little bit of. We issue. don't. We're not going to speculate because we don't. We don't know not if anybody else is not going to be there. What we know now and what has come out of fall camp is that Jamal Williams on day one, albeit against his coach's wishes, <laughs> said that he was not going to play against UConn. <laughs> then Devon Blackman. Uh, holds his own press conference via Twitter, um, and and Bronco didn't seem to like that very much either. But both of them will not be playing against UConn. The other guy that's not going to suit up against UConn, and for a few games after that, is a very big concern for me, and that is Nick Kurtz, because a number of sources told me that as good as Mitch Matthews was, and Mitch Matthews looks like a beast in fall He's camp. He's balling right now. Nick Kurtz was the guy that was balling in fall camp. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's, no deal for me. No deal for me. Just because there's there's so many weapons and I I feel like if if he doesn't come back in a short amount of time, I would redshirt him. You know, I I I'd keep him in my back pocket for next year. Uh now I got 2 years with him instead of a year and a half. So players that won't be there week 1. Jamal Devon, not injured, just one game suspensions, and Nick Kurtz for presumably six to eight weeks going back to the injury that he had in early August. So they're, they're trying to get him back on the field as soon as they can. There's another angle to this, Brian, though. There was only one significant injury the entire fall camp. That's a, that's a huge deal. I mean, you look at any level from high school, junior college, NFL – there's going to be injuries. There, there's going to be blows. It's football. Look, look at Jordan Johnson last year, right? ACL. ACL. Trent Trammell. Right? ACL. ACL. You, you look at those, right? And to only have Nick Kurtz have a, a major injury, man, the, the heavens are looking down on, on Brigham football. That's why we're going undefeated. Just it's, saying. It's not even I'm a season-ending injury either. I mean, it's, it's six to eight weeks. You could get him back, presumably, for the Houston or Virginia game at home. Okay, we, we just have this, this tweet in from at Together We Reach. My fall camp MVP is the trainer. No season enders, no plantar <laughs> fasciitis, no ACLs, but T-John will a kill a man this year. Okay, T-John <laughs> T- Karoma. Oh, man. <laughs> and he, will a kill a man. I love it. He's, we'll get to this in a moment, but he, he is a candidate for our fall camp MVP. Yes. It's incredible that BYU has only had one significant injury through fall camp. And Bronco said this is this is unique. This is unique to his program. It's very unique. Across all 
across the board, man, to have to come out with with one major injury, man, it just sets you up to have a perfect. Let me put the goggles back on. Sets you up to have a perfect season. I just can't see eye to eye with you right now, Brian. Now you okay. can. Now, now you can. Let me get him on. Now, now you see. Can, now you see what I'm now seeing. Now I can see what you're talking about. Now you see the undefeated. Yeah, all right. It all makes sense again. Number two headline: the uncertainty at inside linebacker. There are five different guys that could start at inside linebacker for BYU against UConn: Zach Stout, Manoa Pakula, Jeremiah Leuta Doyer, Austin Zone Leader Heater, and Harvey Longy. How much can you expect from Harvey fresh off a mission? He's 10% body fat, yes, but it takes a little while for your muscles to get acclimated after a two-year break. Got to get back, got to get the mission legs right. You know, I, I, I think Manoa Pakula, I think, he'll, I think he'll be fine. You know, he's, he had a lot of game reps last year. Uh, you know, he, he's made some plays, too, during those, during those, uh, those reps that he, that he had. Some, some pretty big ones. He had some sacks and some, some forced fumbles and whatnot. And so I think he's fine. He just needs to get in shape, uh, you know, maybe, maybe run on the, on the bike and treadmill after before practice a little bit. You know, get used to, to, to contact and hitting and playing with his guys and getting that chemistry back up. He's fine there. I don't think it's going to be an so issue. So you think Manoa Pakula is going to start? I think, I think he's going to start. I think even he may have some cobwebs. Uh, when when the game first starts, but I think after the first quarter, he's gonna he's gonna settle down. And, oh, okay, I know where I'm at now. I'm I'm fine. I got that first couple hit, those first few hits out. I'm good. Now my concern would be Zach, just because Zach Stout, just Still, because of the he's injury. Dealing with the hamstring. The hammies hammies are no good, man. That that's where my my concern is. But I would I would see that's where you you would want to bring in uh, Harvey. You know, to to if if Zach if Zach is maybe eighty eighty five percent, maybe rotate those guys. Okay, Har- Harvey Harvey may not be you know hundred uh, percent ready, uh, just still coming ha- having those mission legs, and they want to be careful about giving him a lot of play time so he doesn't get injured. So maybe maybe you 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 supplement each other for that. You know, uh, Zach's hamstring with with uh, Harvey's mission legs. Harvey's going to play a role. We just don't know how much. Right. And Austin Heater's a guy that could start. I mean, he's, he's a guy that could start for Paul Tidwell at inside linebacker. The third headline of fall camp, of headlines, the fall camp MVP. And it goes to Christian Stewart. Woo, baby Stewart. Okay, there was, Bronco said when fall camp began, we don't know who the backup quarterback's going to be. Okay, clearly, it is Christian Stewart. He has played so well that some people in some other reality are saying, well, uh, maybe what, could he battle Taysom? For? No. Uh, uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. Christian is fabulous as a backup quarterback. He's an excellent backup quarterback option. And, of course, he wants reps. Of course, he wants to play. Yesterday, he said nobody dreams about coming to BYU to be the backup. Right, right. They he don't... wants to get on the field and play, and he's certainly capable of winning games for BYU. And that's why he's our fall camp MVP, because he has made, in my mind, the biggest – I guess improvement from the start to now. Yeah, you know, I, I like I said this a, a, a week or two weeks ago that you know if if Christian went down or if if, if Taysom went down, I would have no problem with 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 Christian. And this was before uh, his his performance uh, on on Friday at the scrimmage on on how well he threw the ball, uh, his pocket presence. Uh, fans got to see how athletic he was uh, when, when during some option plays, he kept the ball and decided to run. Uh, you can, you know, he doesn't have obviously Taysom speed, but I mean, he, he's a, he's a mobile quarterback and that's something that you want. And, 
I mean, he's he, he's fine. I think he could start uh, at, at a lot of different places in, in the country. But, you know, when you're talking about the world's best player, scratch that, the universe's huh. <laughs> best player, oh. come on, come on, fans, come on now. Nothing against Christian, but it's Taysom Hill. It's Taysom Hill. You know, it's always comfortable for a coach, however, to know that if Taysom, who is a very physical player, and let's be honest, he may have to sit out a few plays this year because he doesn't slide, if he goes down, to have a guy that can come in and get it done. And Bronco Mendenhall spoke about that specific thing yesterday. Yeah, I like him a lot. And knowing how much Taysom likes to run it and and not slide and try to run guys over and all that, which we're still working on, yeah, there's a chance Christian will have to be called on, which I feel like I feel good about him. That's the reality of big-time college football. Sometimes your guy gets hurt, especially with a running quarterback like Taysom Hill. But you got Christian Stewart. We're two-on-one with Bronco Mendenhall in about 18 minutes on BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question today, who is your BYU fall camp MVP? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Bridger Hill, camp MVP, Michael Elisa, for his 10th consecutive fall camp, (laughs) has put in a decade of effort from defense to offense and to defense again. (laughs) He's on the Mike grandpa, Hague plan. Grandpa, he told us that yesterday. Grandpa, Grandpa, Grandpa Mike. Grandpa That's what we call him. Grandpa Mike. <laughs> grandpa. I love Michael Lisa. He's Doing a gramps. really, really good person. He is At good. IMTJH, the 2014 fall camp MVP is Bronco Mendenhall for letting his personality shine. And in all series, Ooh. we talked about this last yeah. time, Brian. Yeah, we did. Okay, we spent we a, an entire opening topic looking at Coach Mendenhall and the changes that he's made in his ten years. He is it's a brand new Bronco. It's unbelievable. It, it is. I'm I, I still I still pinch myself when I hear that he likes, you know, songs like Shell Shock and let's I come out on the field. I see players with black cleats and black shirts and gloves and and when I see and I hear music playing, I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> why why can I get that? Next on BYU Sports Nation, our walk down 1984 National Championship memory lane rolls on with a two-time Super Bowl winner. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Get your calendars out. This includes you, Brian. Friday, September 5th, a live two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation from the BYU Store gearing up for an enormous BYU Sports Weekend. That weekend, 1-0 BYU, I say that for Jerem, hashtag 17+, plus, uh, will be playing at Texas in Austin. Also, that Friday night, an enormous game on the volleyball court, number 9 BYU and number 4 Washington, those teams in the preseason rankings. Our Twitter question today, who is your BYU fall camp MVP. Send your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Okay, every Wednesday, and apparently, Brian, you show up for all of these interviews. I do. As on we purpose. Go down it's the, purposely scheduled that yeah, way. Yeah, 1984 BYU National Championship run. 30 years later, we're speaking with a member of that legendary Cougar football team each week. Joining BYU Sports Nation now live from Hawaii, Kurt Gavea, BYU National Champion linebacker, two-time Super Bowl champion, and a member of the Polynesian College Football Hall of Fame. Kurt, nice to have you on BYU Sports hey, Nation. Good morning, guys. What's going on? Everybody out there in Utah, what's going on? What's you, happening? You know, we are, we're feeling good. We're, we're liking the vibe that you're bringing. It's like 6.15 in the morning there, isn't it? 
oh, my God, I'm so fired up. I'm ready to keep going. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Kurt, last year we put together the top 50 plays in BYU football history on BYU TV. In that rundown, you produced the biggest hit in the countdown, fittingly in a game against Hawaii. My question is, did that hit play any role in Hawaii being like, wow, he's special. We need to hire him as a coach. Um, I don't think so. I, I, I think they really totally hated me after that kind of hit. <laughs> they had went, no idea and didn't want anything to do with me. In fact, um, I know on the sideline there was a bunch of friends of mine on the UH team, and then they basically came to me and was like, Kurt, you didn't have to do that to us. <laughs> yes, you did, Kurt. Thing. Yes, you did, and I'm so happy you yeah. did it. Kurt, you know, that when, when Coach Mendenhall took over the defense in, in 2010, he showed a, a couple of different uh, big hits of yours. And, and he said, look, you guys, this is how we're going to run the defense now. This is how I want you guys to, to go out and, and smack people around. Here's some highlights. Do you think this guy, do you think this guy right here uh, really cares about his body? Do you think he's thinking about anything except for just, just blood? So my question to you is, what were you thinking during those big hits? Oh, my God. My thing was just to try to do my job as best as I can and to help my team win. And, uh, you know, they 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 actually um, got me there because I love to hit and I love the physicalness of the game. And I just absolutely have the passion for the game. And I wasn't thinking about anything else but trying to help my team win and do the best I can on the football field. Kurt Gavea, BYU linebacker from 1982 to 85, played 13 God, seasons. God, you guys making me sound so old. I, you know, I... I can't remember that far, guys. <laughs> it was like yesterday. It's the, it was it's yesterday. the concussions, Spencer. Yes. <laughs> That's right. we, we hear I it. didn't say the concussion. You folks said it. You brought that one up. <laughs> they, didn't have, they didn't have protocol back then. It's okay. That's a great point. And we hear a lot about the offense in 1984, obviously, with Robbie Bosco, you know, Heisman Trophy contender, and Kelly Smith, David Mills, Glenn Kozlowski. But what was Adam Haysburg. Yeah, Adam Haysburg. What was yeah. the better side in 1984, Kurt? Was it the yeah. offense or? was it the defense? Obviously it was the offense, and a lot had to do with our offensive line. We had a bunch of great football players that were very uh, talented and athletic on the offensive line. We had Lewis Wong, Robert Anai, uh, gosh. Trevor uh, Maddich. Trevor Maddich played center. Uh, we had a, a, a bunch of guys who just wanted to work hard and wanted to win and wanted to be uh, successful, and that was the key. I think our offensive line really led us to, uh, you know, the, and I'm quoting unquote the promised land. And I mean, it was so special that year that uh, I don't think anybody could have played us and, and and had an opportunity to win. I mean, we were very confident that we knew what we were doing exactly on the football field, and we went out there and enjoyed football. We really did. Kurt, I know you're being humble with that question because we all know that defense wins championships. You guys won a championship that year. It, it has to it has to start with, I believe, the defense. You can score as many points as you as as, as you want to, but if the defense isn't holding the stops, then then it's then it's really irrelevant, right? Yeah, well, you know, I've heard that all through my football career that you know. Uh, Offenses will take you to the playoffs, and then defense win championships. But really, guys, if I look back and I think, you know, uh, I think our offense were very 
sound, simple. Uh, Robbie Bosco did a great job of leading those guys and making sure that uh, you know they do the best they can do, and 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 really. They they did some good things that uh, brought us back to the games, you know, and actually made the big plays when we needed it. Kirk Gavea joining BYU Sports Nation and taking the uncommon approach, giving the offense the credit. <laughs> you know what? That's really rare for a, def- a, a, def- a defensive player to say that. And so that offense must have been really, really good. That's, 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 that's the only comeback. You know, the good thing about that team in 84, we all enjoyed each other's uh relationship uh i think uh, uh coach Lavelle Edwards had had done a great job of getting good people people you know good players that uh, love football and that wanted to be successful in their lives and in their football career i if you look back I mean, a lot of them had gone gone on and and becoming doctors and becoming lawyers and and did really well in, in you know in society and were productive and that's what he preached and you know I'm just so thankful being a part of that the whole team and that whole era of uh, BYU football. Kurt, what did BYU's national championship mean to college football at that time? Well, it was big, you know, because nobody gave us an opportunity the year previous, you know, because we went undefeated uh, uh year previous with, with Steve Young, and we only were ranked five. You know, we they thought that our um, records and the teams that we played weren't good enough to be uh, recognized as a top-caliber uh, program. So we, you know, we endured a, a lot of a lot of critics, and we we just uh, fought on. And then the following year, in '84, we went undefeated again, and finally broke that. You know, got inside the five, and then lo and behold, go to the Holiday Bowl playing against Michigan. You know, I, I can't even, you know. Uh, how to remember that that game was such a uh, pivotal uh, game for us because if we won the game, that will actually give us, you know, uh, a number one ranking. And and we didn't know whether or not they were going to even give us the national title. So, you know, it, 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 was, it was a big thing for, one, the WAC program at the time. You know, now it's the Mountain West. But back then, the WAC, nobody, you know, respected the WAC. You know, what kind of teams come out of the WAC? You know what I mean? But we made it possible for all the uh, Division One teams, not just in the ACC and the SAC, SEC, you know, the WAC does have a, a good caliber of football and good athletes that come out of that uh, division. Kurt, well, I bet they they respect you now after seeing that 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 bling on your finger. Do you do you do you wear the rings? I know you got a couple of Super Bowl rings uh, playing in the NFL. Do you do you wear all three of them, or do you do you wear one at a time? Do you I just, do. I occasionally, you know, on special special events, I do put the rings on because I'm proud of it. But I don't. I rarely. I rarely. I rarely. Rarely. Um, you know, uh, show off my rings. I, I I know I have it, and and that's good enough for me. And I think if people know I have it, I, I mean, I don't have to go out there and flaunt it, you know, and throw it in people's faces. That um, I I'm proud of it because I worked hard for it, a lot of sweat, and tears, and sacrifice that went into it. 
you know, and I'm, I'm just thankful uh, to have that opportunity to receive one of them. Now, Kurt, while we're on the topic of honors, you were inducted into the inaugural uh, Polynesian College Football Hall of Fame class along with guys like Junior Seau and Ken Niamatololo. Yeah. What did that mean to you in your career? Oh, my gosh. I mean, to be in that caliber type of athlete and that uh, um, class was just enormous for me. Uh, you know, I never considered myself, you know, a a, a a great football player. I thought I was a good player. You know, I was a, to me, it was a, I'm a blue collar worker. I work hard. I knew my weaknesses and I made it my strengths. You know, I wanted the biggest. I wanted the fastest. I wanted the strongest football player. You know, on the field. But I made sure that I was successful. Whether it was you know anticipating the play, making the making the big play when we needed it. You now those things uh, that come to my mind. Uh, but to be in that kind of class, it was just, uh, I was just so honored and, and, and excited about the whole deal. Kirk Gavea, BYU linebacker, great two-time Super Bowl champion, joining BYU Sports Nation live from Hawaii. So we talked to Glenn Kozlowski last week, uh, Kurt. How's and, he doing? Oh, he is he is still popping off, that's for sure. <laughs> He's waiting to say two, two, two that would never was, uh... change. That's his, that's his M.O. right there. <laughs> Did you ever want to lay him out in practice, Kurt? <laughs> oh, Glenn? Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, like I said, back in the 80, 83, 84, I mean, we really enjoyed each other's relationship. It wasn't – it was – if he was good, he will make me better. You know what I mean? If he did good on the practice field, I, I know I was going to get better. And and that was the understanding. And I think Coach Lavelle Edwards really, really, really kind of pointed it out. Uh, and we practiced hard. You know, Glenn was always the guy who would always pop off and, you know, get in your face and stop pointing, shooting guns, you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And that was fun you know that those things were really fun and we enjoyed each other we've had a lot of fun stories uh we've talked to uh, kelly smith and david mills and we heard about stolen jerseys at the holiday bowl and a debacle that that <laughs> created last week glenn told us that he would order room service under trevor maddich's name and then eat the food with david with david mills now did you get involved in any of those pranks or, no, were, or were you the golden no, child I, I did not do that. No, not at all. You know, I don't, Trevor Maddox was bigger than bigger than me, so I didn't even mess with him. But then again, you know, Glenn Kozlowski and, and Smith was the smart ones. They knew who to actually charge because, you know, Trevor Maddox, he was going to make money anyway. <laughs> well, that's that's oh, a that, well-calculated that, move by those two. That is the smart way to do it. Kurt Gavea with us on BYU Sports Nation. Kurt, to wrap up, uh, I know that there are so many great memories from 1984, but do you have a favorite moment in that season that uh, you often dwell on? Well, I think our time was against the uh, Utahs, right, uh, on the other side of the mountain. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that game was a pivotal game for us just to kind of um, set the season apart from everybody else and all the games that we played. Uh, it was a tough fought game, you know, and for us to come as a victors, um, it was unbelievable. You know, it kind of put the, the cream on the cake or you put the cherry on it, the top of the <laughs> the whipped cream. That was one of the games that we we knew that we have accomplished 
uh, a huge task, you know, from the start from camp and now at the end of in in uh, November. I mean, that was something that I can remember. We, you know, everybody hung in together, played hard, played played a great game, and came out victorious. Polynesian College Football Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champ, and BYU National Champion, Kurt Gouveia. Kurt, it's been great talking to you. And uh, Blaine Fowler says what's up. Also, he's glad he never had to play against you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, thank you so much for having me on. You You know, I appreciate that. You call me anytime at 6 in the morning. Yes. (laughs) We will do that. Thanks, Kurt. (laughs) Okay. You guys take care. I love Wednesdays. Whoever, Whoever decided to start this National Championship Wednesday... How should like, you just get you, through the week, right? You deserve a huge high five. Because we've, re- we've learned so many fun things. And it's great to hear everyone's different perspective on, like, what their favorite moment was, what their favorite game was. That's, Heard it was Utah. That's got to be a good a good offense, man. I'm telling you, for a defensive player, even though to know that in the hearts of hearts, they're not going to say that. They're not going to admit it. Seriously. <laughs> Two-on-one with Bronco Mendenhall up next. Why this year's fall camp has been very unique for him. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Yes, you are. Welcome back to the show. It's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision. We're on BYU Radio Simulcast live weekdays on BYU TV. We are nine days away from Connecticut, and more importantly, the return of Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV, an hour-long special to get you set for BYU and UConn, everything you need to know. I believe Brian Logan and B-Lo will be involved in that show. Yes, B-Lo will be there in person. You know, nine nine days, seven hours, uh, 26 minutes, and 20 seconds, 19 seconds. But who's counting? Who is counting? We are. 16 seconds. And we have been since January 2nd. (laughs) And you know why we have been since January 2nd? Because of that December, horrible December that BYU Athletics had last year. We talked about that yesterday and how the Cougars can make it a December to remember with basketball and hopefully winning a college football bowl game but nine days away from game number one man i cannot wait i can't sleep anymore man <laughs> i can't i get you're two losing hours sleep, sleep over I this two hours of sleep <laughs> it's it you really are in game mode our I'm topic ready. today the headlines of byu football fall camp what better way to put a bow on our cougar camp all access in 2014 than going two-on-one with the man bronco mendenhall we are getting you ready for the BYU football season with insider access to fall camp. This is Cougar Camp, all access on BYU Sports Nation. Cougar Camp, all access with BYU head football coach Bronco Mendenhall. Bronco, we have been counting down literally every day on the show from January 2nd, so 238 days away from UConn. We're down to 10, 10 days away what do you want to accomplish in these final 10 days before I take on the First, have you, do you feel like you've peaked too early at 2.38 to 10? I mean, are you still going strong, or have you, do you have anything left, I guess is what I'm asking. Tons in the tank. Really? Yeah. The energy is there. Oh, yeah. how, how would I know that? We can show watch you the, video watch evidence the show. of it. Like right now? I can't show it to you right now, but I'd be happy to show it to you after this. Okay, that'd be good. What was the question? <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to do in the final 10 days? We have specifics to work on today. Um, extra point field goal, some hurry-up situations, some two minutes. So really the more of the fine-tuning and trying to... Haven't practiced the two-hour rain delay yet. That's a little bit later okay. in camp. Just So we're, we're chasing down con- contingencies we might need 
Twenty percent chance of rain, by the way. Last I checked. Twenty. Twenty percent. I can deal with that. <laughs> Have you enjoyed what it is today? So we, yeah. we've already practiced like that. <laughs> Have you, with your kind of new role overseeing from a bigger picture, Nikal, the coordinator? Have you enjoyed fall camp more this time? It's different. I can't say that I've enjoyed it more, but I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it in a different way. Um, I love coaching the defense. Uh, without that, though, there's been so much more chance for player relationships and um, a chance for them to. And they're still not used to it. They're what coaches like wanting to visit and talk, and you know, and I'm not in his office, so it's good. Um, I'm getting to know things about our team that I hadn't know known before, but also um, more holistically. So not just defensive players. Um, uh, I'm having more influence, I think, on our team in general, which I've enjoyed a lot more. You've done this now 10 times, fall camp. Has anything happened this year that's been unique to fall camp? Well, we've made some adjustments that have been really good. Um, but I, I would just say we have more depth than we ever had and fewer injuries than we've ever had. So knock on wood for that. I think we've, we've handled it really well, and I think some of the changes we've made have addressed that. It's just been fun, but there's new faces. I think one of the things that's been really enjoyable for me, we have new support staff members, so I have a new football operations director. We have a new video coordinator. We have a new compliance officer. Our personnel guy is in his second year, so I have all these 30-somethings um, that are just so eager. Speaking of that, um, so I have all these 30-somethings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun. It's fresh energy. It's a different mindset, and I, I enjoy that. What's the biggest question mark left for you with this team? I would only say consistency. Um, I know we're capable, and I know um, we're very explosive and we're very talented. Um, now it's just consistency. Uh, what will it look like the first day when the scaffolding goes away and the outriggers come off and the training wheels and just watching them play and handling the unique situations? I don't think you're ever positive in game one what that looks like, um, and nor do I think I'll know until we play the first game, but... Um, it's just a matter now of watching and playing how consistent we are. What happens on day one of official preparation for Connecticut? Mm. So day one is, is pretty unique. The coaches actually, um, we give the players the day off uh, from practice, from anything football related. The coaches then have done already most of the UConn work in the summer. So they bring out all their notes. They review those. They, they get back on the same page. They measure that against any new either information or intelligence we have about what's happening with um, the UConn program game plans which were already set before the summer are reviewed looked at now in a new lens versus what our team looks like um, after fall camp scout teams are then determined um, new practice plans are modified in terms of game prep so what last year's game prep looked like might not be the same as this week so we revise all that and then we start practice um, the next day is outside linebacker the position where we might see the most freshman play I, I think so. Um, there's some really talented freshmen, Fred Warner, um, Tyler Cook. Sione Takitaki is actually playing there um, as well. Troy Hines off a of mission. So there's four right now that you'll see in prominent roles running down the field on kicks, maybe some in nickel, some in base. They'll all have some form of specialized role. Probably none are ready to handle all of the duties, but I think you'll see those guys sprinkled in at a really high level. For me, it appears the offense, just in general, has more confidence this year because of how much exposure they've had to it and working with Robert and I now in year two. How do you see it from a head coach perspective? We're, we're more confident. Um, we're more experienced. Quarterback has something to do with that. Running back has something to do with it. Offensive line has something to do with it. So there's a lot of returning players. 
I think the biggest difference is so you have that baseline and that core with experience and confidence, then you have new players that um, are able to stretch the field. So you add Jordan Leslie into the mix, you add Keanu Nelson into the mix, um, you add Nick Kurtz into the mix, even though he's hurt currently, you add Devon Blackman into the mix, and those four players have already demonstrated they're capable, and so that's already to a strong receiving core anyway, so I like that part. Do you think you'll be used to the amount of more plays that you faced since it was 238 from two years ago to last year? Man, hard to hard to know. Um, we've addressed that in all of our personnel needs in the off season and how we've we've trained this fall camp. And so, uh, I think the main takeaway a year ago is we needed 22 to 25 more plays accounted for offensively and defensively by new players, meaning more depth. And so that question will really be answered on how the new guys handle their roles. Have you ever had this much team speed? Not at BYU. Uh, certainly at other places, but not at BYU. And it, it's fun. And when we get the consistency with the speed, uh, I think there could be, as Robert, as Robert and I talks about, it's you know go fast, go hard, and now go long, which I think we all would vote for. On Media Day, you mentioned adding something to our set. When can we expect that? <laughs> you know, um, the thought... Usually the way I work is not on an entitlement basis, but a contribution <laughs> basis. So when I keep you, telling Spencer that. So when you guys actually get it together and put together a show that just is dynamite, then I'll show up and reward. So when we execute at the highest the level. The highest level. Yeah, not, not just executing at a strong level, which occasionally I see from you guys. But when, mm. it's at the high, when, when you're at your peak, and I'll be paying attention to the different sources that I have. I won't be watching personally, but I'll have others that are watching for me. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. You won't be watching? Well, you know, there's just other things to do, like running a football program. And, uh, okay. So anyway, when, when, um, when I get information saying that, holy cow, you ought to see what those guys are doing, there, there could be just, I might walk in in the middle of the show and wow. just then deliver. That's, okay. a, that's all right with us. You know what we need to do? We need to give Bronco and BYU football the BYU, BYU Sports, Sports Nation, Nation karma. karma. We give it to you. We, karma. We, we now transfer the winning karma. You haven't team. watched the show. This is something we do. We is give you the karma, and happening then happening through the microphone, or do I need to hold onto the cord? Or it's is not a fit. It's a it's a it's a metaphysical transformation. So just by being close to the both of you, then I'm getting it. Sure. It's a real thing. When we give you the karma, you haven't. You see, he's embraced it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has embraced he's it in, entirely. He's in the zone. That's nice. <laughs> Bronco, like thanks for that. My pleasure. Thanks, All right, guys. Uh, like I said, a brand new Bronco Mendenhall. <laughs> UConn prep is on, but he's really, he is making an effort to become a player's coach. Quote, I'm having more influence on our team in general, and I'm really enjoying that. End quote. I, I, I think that this is a really good trend. I love it. I love it. I mean, it, it's, it's so good to see, you know, Coach Mendenhall like this compared to when I was playing, and even worse when... <laughs> Before I even showed up, I heard crazy, crazy things, and so to to see that that progression, uh, where he's you know laughing with you guys and 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 laughing with the players and, and the media, I mean it's it's great to say it's great to see, and it, it does reflect just the team culture. And I can't I can't stress this enough, man. It, it it really does something to you as a player when when you see when you have that relationship with with the head man, the guy in charge, your leader. When 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 you when you feel that chemistry, you will literally do whatever you have to do, man. It's 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 a it's an amazing feeling. That's and that's it's something that's great about sports and and having a huge team and that just having brothers with you. 
But you will go to war. You'll go to battle. You'll go to class. <laughs> you'll do anything that you need to do, you know, for that man and for, you know, the, the guy to the right of you or the guy to the left of you. You know, and, and, and it really, it gels the team. And, and, and you, I mean, you heard Kurt today. He was like, man, Lavelle Edwards did such a great job of getting guys together that were, we were all in one accord. We all had great, you know, the same goals, the same mentality. It was, we had a fun time. We gelled together. We had great chemistry. And look, they won. They won a national championship. And you look at all the other interviews that we had on Wednesdays. They, they, these guys say the, the same, same thing. thing. And yeah. you look at any, the, the, the Seattle Seahawks last year. The same thing. And not only as a, as a team, but it was even broken down to position groups. You know, like the DBs. Man, we just love each other. When he makes a play, it's like, I make a play. I get excited. You know, so, so when you have that chemistry all throughout the whole team and it spreads, whoo, man, I'm going to put the goggles on, man. 12, 12 and 0. <laughs> number three go. today. That's the third time Brian has put on the Undefeated. blue goggles. Undefeatedness. <laughs> Good word, undefeatedness. You know, I mean, the young, fresh vibe that I take from, from Bronco Mendenhall is, uh, is it's something that should, should be noted. Like I, I hope people are paying attention to the effort that he's making to bring in younger guys and, and, and to do this because it's creating a whole new chemistry on this BYU football team. Anyway, uh, really good stuff from Bronco Mendenhall. You know we're close to game day when, when the 10-day forecast is on your weather app for East Hartford, <laughs> Connecticut. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. With much regret, I announce 50. There is a 50% chance of rain. No! Not again. Up from 20% yesterday when we did that two-on-one with Bronco. However, Bronco did say they are still yet to practice the contingency plan for a two-hour rain delay, although it is on their radar. (laughs) <laughs> if it rains again, man, I, 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 fifty mm, percent mm, mm, chance of rain. Fitty. No. <laughs> Who is your BYU fall camp MVP? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, some of our favorite moments from fall camp. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We are broadcasting in crystal clear. Radio Vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV alongside Brian, don't call me B-Lo, Logan, <laughs> and Spencer Linton. B-Logan. Make, make, his, make, make his appearance soon. Uh, you've kept him under at bay, I should say, the brain, thus the, far. The brain has really, has really done his job of, of <laughs> caging B-Lo in. He knows what happens when B-Lo gets out of the cage. Not good. Download the BYU Sports Nation <laughs> podcast on iTunes. Check out the RSS feed. Uh, good stuff right there. Our Twitter question today, who's your BYU fall camp MVP? We announced that it was Christian Stewart, the backup quarterback, who has made a serious case to try and see the field this year. It's uh, unbelievable that, that he's doing that with Taysom Hill as the clear starter that anybody's even mentioning Christian's name tells you what kind of a camp he's had. Yeah, I mean... I think I, I really think this it, people fans, you know, sometimes they, they get a little bit ahead of themselves and they 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 ask for perfection, which, you know, they 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 should. We, we all strive to be perfect human beings, but it's not possible. And so when sometimes when players have bad games or practices, you know, they're they're calling for you know the next person in line, you know. But, uh, you know, reality sets in. Taysom is going to be the guy. But Christian, 
man, he he works hard. He works his butt off. You know, very humble kid. Um, you know, I'm excited to see when when Taysom Taysom blows out these you know these these teams, Middle Tennessee and Savannah State and Cal, for for you know Christian to come in and you know play. Maybe maybe, maybe they start Christian Stewart, the senior, against Savannah State on Senior Day. But, Who knows? No, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that, Spencer, because that's going to mess up Taysom's uh, his his starting his, his swerve. His, his, it's it's going to mess okay. up. It's going to mess up the stats. You know, you know when you hey this guy when you have Mel Kiper, yeah, this guy started twenty consecutive <laughs> games. It's going to mess it up. Okay, start <laughs> Taysom. Let him play one play. Sorry, Christian. Take one snap. You can take one snap to Christian going. Okay, all right, I'm, I'm good, dog. Come in, come that's in, homie. The way to come do in. It. Uh, some of you may be noticing on social media that an interview with Tom Homo, meeting with uh, select members of the media, just wrapped up. Jerem Jordan was at that meeting and will be tweeting out all these significant goodies in just moments. Some highlights from that meeting. Uh, Tom Homo, the athletic director of BYU, did say there are no big announcements coming up, so there was no major groundbreaking news. Uh, he did comment on a number of issues, including the NCAA and uh, the investigation there waiting BYU is waiting to hear back from the NCAA on what exactly will happen. Tom Holmo did say that he doesn't expect any sort of major violations, and so we'll we'll get into the nitty-gritty. Um, he did say that he's expecting to hear back from the NCAA sometime this week. We'll keep you updated on BYU Sports Nation on our Twitter account, at BYU Sports Nation, and as I mentioned, at Jerem Jordan on Twitter. We'll be sending out that good stuff. Jerome, that's good. That's that's good news. That's, I mean, that's... I mean, we, we'll, we'll obviously have to wait and see, but uh, I mean, that sounds like like things are going in, in the right direction for the team. So yeah, I mean, BYU was anticipating that they would hear probably earlier than this, but uh, certainly before the UConn game to uh, just wrap that thing up right. before the college football season gets underway. We've had an amazing Cougar Camp All Access on BYU Sports Nation, and I don't use that word lightly because uh, it's been it's been enjoyable. It's been surprising, shocking, downright laughable at times, uncomfortable sometimes <laughs> with, uh, with uh, Robert and I calling us thing one and thing two. <laughs> and that's just part of this montage of our fall camp favorites. BYU TV, I got thing one and thing two. We just finished with the scrimmage, and we're ready to have at it. All right, go. I think this has been my best fall camp, leaving on the field. I, I don't want to have any regrets looking back on this year. What can I do on the weekends that's just fun and get, keeps me out of trouble? Class is getting pretty fun. Make a lot of a lot of plays, a lot of interceptions, and be one of the best BYU ever had, probably the best. That's my goal. Well, it would be a lot of fun to play in this offense, and uh yeah, I can dream about that a night. <laughs> well, you can usually tell your quarterback's playing at a really good level when he makes a mistake and it doesn't rattle him. You look good, you play good. That's the mentality. These are like 50-50 plays with uh, running running rugby moves with Americans. You have more good players, there's more good competition. You know, there's not as many good players. There's no competition. There's a level of comfort. It's cool when, when fall camp ends and we can actually be friends again, you know, when you're cheering each other on. I would like to say I was more like Tooney because that dude is strong and he's physical and he's nasty. I, he might uh, he might run over his own family to get a touchdown. <laughs> Who is the fastest guy on the team? Uh, you know, clearly me, you know, me. Love it. Fall camp favorites on BYU Sports Nation, Cougar Camp All Access. You can see the entirety of all of those interviews on our YouTube channel and follow at BYU Sports Nation for more. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around and who gets the rise and shout? I'll give you a hint. The Beard! Jerome. 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 No, that would be the skinny mustache. (laughs) (laughs) This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV.
BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan hanging out. Before we get to the whip, great tweet coming in from at FinDaddy81. BYU Sports Nation, you need to get a Hartford weatherman on the show so you can pass some karma to them for good weather. (laughs) Amen. Yes, Yes, we do. We'll get on that right now. Set that up. Now, it's time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Former BYU defenseman Brett Kiesel back in Pittsburgh. Black and yellow. Kiesel declined an offer to visit the Arizona Cardinals and re-signed with the Steelers last night. That's because he knows defense wins championships, baby. The Football. Wani Uma had a workout with the New York Jets yesterday. Wani tweeted out, did work out today at the workouts with the Jets. Proud of Trey T. Boy showed up today for shell. Unfortunately, they ain't keeping me in New York. Best of luck to Wani. He pursues other things. It's a, he'll have so many more teams on. Don't worry, Wani. Keep your head up. Keep grinding. Dolphins and Seahawks Men's interested basketball. in him. Broadcast plan set for BYU Stanford in hoops. ESPN announced yesterday the game will be on Saturday, December 20th at 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain, live on ESPNU. Future guest Jacob Brugman starring for the Stockton Ports baseball star. How about 10 home runs in 11 games? Man. Yeah, that's getting it done. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. And it goes to Dubbeard, Brett Kiesel, for re-signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I need to get some tips from him. Do you, like, condition it? It's like shampoo, wash it? Actually, I probably have to cut mine soon. The thing is taking on a life sh- and a mind of its own in Pittsburgh. Shave mine. For real. Who is your BYU football fall camp MVP at Jared the Cougar fan? T. John Karoma for being exactly what fans needed to see in a BYU offensive lineman. Also, Bronco for continuing to evolve as a coach. T. John, as a freshman, could very well start as the center. Freshman. Fall camp MVP honorable mention, perhaps. He certainly deserves it. These Thanks. young boys are ready. No kidding. Thanks to our guests, Kurt Cavea, Bronco Mendenhall, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. That takes care of the show. How about a shout-out to the entire 1984 National Championship team? How about the defense? Yeah, that's BYU Sports Nation. We'll see you tomorrow.